This is 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. You know that voice. That's David Hochberg, home of Home Sweet Home, home, host of Home Sweet Home Chicago, airs on Saturday mornings here. But more than that, Homeside Financial, he's your, your mortgage guy, your reverse mortgage guy. And of course, he's got a kid who wants a Taylor Swift ticket. Oh, yeah. Dad, you got any contacts? My 14-year-old. I'm like, yeah, I got a contact. So then I called over to my guy uh, who owns a ticket, um, Brokerage outfit. I'm like, hey, Danny, you know, set aside two tickets for my daughter. He's like, yeah, sure. You and 4,000 other people. <laughs> He's like, I'll see what I could do. And then they're going for like $4,200, $5,000. And my wife's like, well, you think you could get, you know, tickets? I go, I'll do respect. I go, if these tickets are two hundred fifty dollars, and and he's got a chance to unload them for fifty two hundred and fifty dollars, I'm not going to have him send me two tickets for five hundred dollars when he can make ten G's off these tickets. I'm like that. I wouldn't want somebody to do that for me. As crazy as that sounds, right? You know, uh, go to YouTube and, and 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 play the concert. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, forget about it. I go. And by the way, I'm not I'm not loading up the whole van and taking all their friends. To this concert, like we did Harry Styles for her birthday. Go, well, that ain't happening either at these prices. <laughs> I, and you know what? It's not Taylor Swift's fault. No, it it's the system. She just wants to perform, and it's not her fault. Okay, and all these people pounded on on. Taylor, is that her? I don't even know her name. She, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I've known her since she was 14. She's one of the loveliest human beings you could ever meet. And it's unfortunate because the issue is with Ticketmaster and Live Nation and their marriage and the prevention of artists playing venues without using Ticketmaster. It can't be done. Sure. And, so, yeah. and if you had a venue that's, that sat... 1.2 million people, yeah. it, it would be a good thing because you'd put on 10 shows and, and handle 11, 12 million people, whatever the hell it is, and then everybody still would be people unhappy. But listen, uh, there's only so many seats in, in an arena, and there's so many butts that could go in those seats mm-hmm. for safety reasons, for you know fire hazard, and... It, it's unfortunate. So I told my wife, "Listen, she might be disappointed because I'm not, I'm not spending ten G's on two tickets for you know, so she could go <laughs> see, see Taylor Swift." Good Forget thing she's it. in school because she'd go, "Why didn't you watch Elton John on YouTube, Dad?" Yeah, well, Elton John's a different story, <laughs> sweetheart. I work seven days a week. <laughs> I always say that too because I have a job. Yeah, I'll make the decisions here, yeah, yeah. Um, and that always goes over with an eye roll. David Hochberg is in studio, and this comes into play with what he does because credit card debt. It, it's at an all-time high. Third, it, it's at an all-time record high. It keeps going up. And the challenge is you're going to have listeners who are going to go out at this holiday season for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and buy stuff they can't afford. Okay? And we're going to just get on a, a, a bad treadmill of bad debt. We see it every single year. What happens in January? Bankruptcy filings and divorce filings go up. It's just a fact. Okay, I'm not trying to be funny. It's a fact. Divorce and bankruptcy filings go up. Why divorce? Because you just spent another year with this putz that you don't want to be with. You went through another holiday season, didn't get any better. You, you put a you know an expiration date of twelve thirty one twenty two. Boom, nothing's got better. You're out. Why bankruptcy? Well, you just loaded yourself up. You, you're the burden of all of that debt that you're accumulating with the added pressure of the higher interest rates that we've just encountered with the Fed jamming up the short-term rates, it becomes, it, it's it's unsustainable 
and our listeners just hit the financial reset button. I'm not making any judgment on bankruptcy. It's there for a reason. I'm just telling you that come January, a lot of our listeners are going to say no mas and file bankruptcy because that's the only way out. Well, and I think a lot of people have lived a life where they can spend that kind of money and then they're like, I'll just refinance my home, pay off that debt, and we'll be good. It's just back to the rates right now. Well, here, you know, when you got the PPP money, when you got the money when that, that, uh, listen, some of our listeners needed that money, okay? And some of our listeners were still working their 40s or still getting paid for their 40 hours. And then all of a sudden, boom, here comes Uncle Sam dropping in a ton of money. I still got friends who have got that ton of money just sitting there thinking that Uncle Sam's going to come in and pull it back out. If they could put it in, they're thinking they could come and pull it back out. So they're a little paranoid. And other listeners out there are like, yeah, you know what? I really needed that money to get by. So it's a double-edged sword. Those that didn't need it went out and blew it. And and we're in the mess that we're in right now because there was so much money flooding the system that it over it overloaded the system, right? It was more dollar chasing fewer goods, and that's what inflation is. So hopefully with this increase and, and it's painful either way. You know, there's right. no easy way out of this. So you gotta increase the Fed's gotta increase short term rates to make things more expensive to help you know, slow the economy down to encourage our consumers to stop spending money and hopefully slowly but surely with the job layoffs, which are horrible, but that's what the Fed needs to see in order to slow down the economy. So listen, it's impacting every, I, I, I've got a lease coming up in March. I went and put in an order for the same car I've been driving for the past 10 years, same car, right? Every three or four years, I get the same car, same color, everything, whatever bells and whistles, new, fine, whatever it is, done, right? I get the same car. I go to my car guy. I'm like, hey, what's my payment going to be? It's all about the payment. It's ugly these days. He kept dancing around. So I go to the F&I guy. I'm like, Gino, what's the payment going to be? He's like, well, your factor is three times higher. And your payment's going to go up 50%. I go, okay, what's it going to be if I buy the car off a lease? He's like, your payment's going to go down 50%. Call up the sales guy. Hey, guess what? Cancel the car. I'm buying my lease. So that's one example of a payment that I wasn't going to pay 50% more for my car, and I'm going to buy it and go 50% less. That's just one car out of hundreds of thousands that those type of cancellations have to happen and domino effect throughout the entire industry. All right. David Hochberg is in studio. If you have a question for him, you can send us a text at 312-981-7200 or give us a call on that line. 720 WGN. Thanks for joining us on the Lisa Dent Show. I love David Hochberg. I could talk to David Hochberg for hours because he makes me laugh. And he's very serious. And numbers are a big thing for him. If you go to 56david.com, you can actually put in let's say your property location and whether you want to buy a home or sell a home, the property value, the desired loan amount, you can get started online and that always makes it easier for yeah. people. Um, but we've got people who are calling in. Will you take a few calls? Bring it on, baby. Let's okay. Go. Tony, what's your question for David Hochberg? Um, you know, I, I've been telling people this for years. I own a small shop and I also deal with a lot of dealerships. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been telling people, you know, don't even bother to, to lease a car. Okay. okay, you're going to pay for this thing for four years or more, uh-huh. and then you're going to pay for all the maintenance yeah. and, and repairs, oil changes, brakes, you name it, and then you're going to turn it in, and for every little scratch or nick on it, they're going to charge you for this. Why do you do that? Because... Buy the car, drive the car, and then and then when it's done, just, just you know, again, you, these cars nowadays last 15 to 20 years. Okay. 
Tony. I, I respect your decision. My accountant said to lease it, and that's why Baskin Robbins has 31 flavors. Some people like marshmallows and nuts in their ice cream, and some people don't. I don't know what to tell you, Tony. I mean, okay. So Tony wants people to buy cars, so buy cars. I, my accountant says it's good for me to lease it, so I lease it. And right? You know, he is in the mortgage business, not the car business. Yeah, and I, Melissa, you've actually got a mortgage question. Here's David. What do you have for him? Hey, Melissa. Hi, David. How are you doing? I'm trem- Tony's upset at me, but I'm great. What's I going know. on? I <laughs> know. Good to know. Um, I have a question about my mortgage. Um, I have a 15-year mortgage. I think I still have 12 years on it. Um, oh, it was a $450,000 mortgage. House is worth five fifty right now. It's like a 2.2 interest rate. Yeah. Um, if I, I owe about three fifty, if I have like a hundred thousand dollars in savings right now, if I were to put that towards my mortgage, would I save money and in interest? How does that whole thing work? If you put a chunk of a nest egg towards your mortgage? Well, here's the deal: if you put a chunk towards it, you better make sure you don't need that hundred G's anytime soon. Right. That's number one. Okay. Yep. Number two, if you put it towards a mortgage, you're just going to cut off the back end of the loan. You're not going to, you're not going to lower the payment. So what you want to do if you're bringing in a hundred G's because you're miss, you know, money bags over there, and you want to bring in an extra hundred grand and knock your three fifty down to two fifty, you should call your servicer, which is the company that you write your mortgage payment to, and ask them about recasting your loan. Okay, it's usually a one-time shot where you bring in a large chunk of money, and they'll recalibrate all of the um, all of the payments with the same amortization that you have, the same monthly months that you have left. But the payment will go down substantially if you bring in that hundred grand. You bring in the hundred grand, the payment's not going to change. But if she was your sister, would you tell her to do that? I tell you, you're absolutely yeah, out of your mind. Idea. That's what I thought. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got a fifteen-year fixed at two point two percent. You could get. Yeah, uh, a T bill today in the in the high threes and uh, you know fours today. You know you could invest that money in something else. That's what my financial planner is doing. So I I would not pay down. You got two point two percent on a fifteen year fixed loan. All due respect, I take that hundred grand, get to a certified financial planner, and invest it in something safe. They'll earn you more than two point two percent. Thanks for listening, Melissa. Five six David dot com. If you want to reach out to David Hochberg. Hey Mike, thanks for hanging on. What's your question? Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike. Uh, Mike? Yes. Right. Hi. Um, okay. I have a first mortgage and a second mortgage. The second mortgage is an adjustable rate. Sure. And uh, with the um, interest rate going up, my payment, yeah. yes. So my credit wasn't good, and now it's all cleaned up. Yeah. I applied for another credit card to, to establish a better sure. credit rating. So that's all doing good. So I was. I want to figure out, what I can do to get this how much down, how, or, and right. I can't refinance it because the interest rates are even higher. My my first mortgage is in the fours. Okay, we got two minutes before the break here, Mike. So I got to I got to take care of you in two minutes, right? So you got a four percent first loan, right? Four four and a half, yeah. Four point five percent first loan, thirty year fixed loan. Yes. How much do you owe? Uh, like a hundred and one. Hundred and one. How much do you owe on the second loan? Uh, it's like 67000 because it's never going down. Sure, because it's a HELOC and your payments doubled since the beginning of the year. Would you agree with that? Exactly. Okay. Yes. How long? Had, All right. Hang on, yeah. buddy. We only got a couple minutes here. So how much? Okay. How long you been in the 4.5% loan? Three to four years? Oh, yeah. Longer than that. Yeah. Okay. So what you might, even though rates, how much is your house worth? Uh, Probably worth 
250, maybe three. Okay, so you're a 60 to 70% loan to value. Here's what I would do. Um, you, you took out the HELOC when your credit wasn't as good as it is today. Is that what you said? Correct. Okay, what you might want to do is, now's not the time to be messing around because rates absolutely are, are higher than they were before. Um, when they come down, it would be a good idea to take a look at combining both of these together because you've been in the 4.5% so long. But right now, you might be better off, and I could help you with this, uh, look at taking out another home equity line of credit with a smaller margin so the payments are less, and then use that savings to knock it down. Or we could take a look at combining it because it's not about the rate. It's a month. It's about the monthly payment. Okay, right. Mike? And I've never missed any of the payments That's ever. great. That's great. And what's yeah. your credit score now? Well, it's getting there. It's in the sixes because I did a stupid thing back when everything hit the fan. Right. I did the debt consolidation thing where don't pay it, don't pay it. And then, right. and that really screwed me up. And, okay. you know, hey, so here's the deal. David like, never yeah. judges. That's what no. I love about yeah. him. He never, he just no. goes, here are the facts, here are the numbers. This is what can be done. Here's what I'm going to do, Mike. I'm going to have, I'm going to have, I'm going to have Curtis and Jack take your number down. I'm going to call you as I'm walking to my car because I got to go pick my daughter up at the airport. Okay, bud. And then we'll talk about it in more detail. Is that fair? Thank you. Yes, that's fair. All right, buddy. All right, David, thank you. That's exactly what he does. That's how he works. So give him a call. Reach out online. Um, Is that daughter going to ask for Taylor Swift tickets, too? No, no, no. (laughs) This daughter will ask for, like, a lot something else. No, this daughter has got a whole other set of challenges. I love you, David. Thank you for coming in. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me. 56david.com. It is David Hockberg from Homeside Financial. You know him, Team Hockberg. Reach out to him. Stick around. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN.